listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. My dog lost his life to a pussy nigga. How a pussy nigga kill a real nigga? I guess that in my city ain't nobody pussy because all them pussy niggas seen a pack of pistol and all the pussy niggas claim they about the issue. Whoop move number one, bring real niggas. I never been a talker that's just played out. A hundred rounds out the drummer, then we sprayed out. I would have never let a nigga disrespect me, no. Niggas know I keep it hunted, I don't sugarcoat. And if a nigga pull up on me crazy, I'ma let it go. Me and my niggas, we professionals. Hey, welcome to the Blackout Test Podcast. Your host, Rod and Karen. And we're live on a Tuesday. Mm-hmm. That's right, we took yesterday off, kinda. Mm-hmm. We still put out Lil Smackin' Good, uh, the second episode of Karen's new format. Yay. Uh, with a uh, new theme song and everything. Mm-hmm. New interview. Mm-hmm. New segments. I know. Uh, also, I changed the password for the premium feed. So if you need that, uh, you know, make sure you uh, go log in to the blackouttips.com website. If you're on your mobile device, apparently it takes away the sidebar, which I learned today. <laughs> Shout out to that. Um, uh-huh. But if you scroll to the bottom, you can log in at the bottom of mm-hmm. the page. Uh, at any rate, you can log in with that, and then uh, you can uh, go to the premium page, and the password is there at the bottom in blue um, for the RSS feed. As the links to all the RSS feeds for specific shows and everything. Um, the official weapon of the show is the taser. The unofficial sport is bullet ball. And bullet ball Excuse extreme. Me. Um, and uh, this show is brought to you by. Go check out our live show. Mm-hmm. Come on out the twentieth of September. Deals are running out. There's only like 13 more days to get hotel deals. Mm-hmm. And then I don't know what y'all ass gonna do. Okay? Cause y'all gonna You're be out of luck. full price. Uh, but yeah, make sure you guys do that. We appreciate everybody takes the time out to do that. We would love to kick it with y'all live at the, uh, Blumenthal Theater for Performing Arts. Okay? So let us know what's up. Um, alright. What else are we gonna do? Um, I guess we can go ahead and get into the show. Okay? I don't really have anything else to say. Um, there's all kinds of news. Let's talk about news. Kendrick Lamar joins some elite company. Okay. Eminem. Okay. Eminem and Kendrick Lamar are the only two people to do this. Okay. The only two hip hop artists to spend 300 weeks on Billboard charts with Good Kid, Mad City. Kendrick has joined him. I still rock that oh yeah i mean the one album of, is a one classic. of my favorite albums of all times yeah uh to me the album's a classic um i mean kendrick kate i knew what he was doing with that joint um so many jams on it i that's that's i have very very few albums that i can actually press play and listen all the way through and that's one of them i, I literally just and just and I could just listen all the way through. And to be so successful album. with a uh, album that's essentially a um, concept album. Right. Like it tells a complete story of the hood and trying to leave it. It's almost like Boys in the Hood, the audio album. Correct. Um, and, you know, the, I mean, the songs are iconic. You know, Bitch Don't Kill My Vibe, Backseat Freestyle, um, The Art of Peer Pressure, um, shit, uh, Swimming Pools. Yeah, and and that album was one of the uh, few albums where, um, how can I say it, where you had all types of niggas. It's like, that's my shit. You had the 
ratchet ass niggas to be like that's my shit you had the normal ass niggas that's like that's my shit <laughs> you know it was White like people rock getting on stage saying the n-word yeah that's that shit too apparently mm-hmm. saying the n-word but uh you had uh it brought a lot of black people together yeah it was it was definitely like a classic album for me um and like the songs would be in trailers to shit yes like they have a trailer for a movie and like because you know i love kendrick off of section 80 um and the pimple butterfly was a dope ass album as well you know another great album but them fucking like you just be watching a a a a trailer for like a denzel movie and you just hear like the backseat freestyle beat and you're like damn this album is getting big yes and there's also one of those things uh how we used to have a running joke where it used to be denzel and jay-z Mm-hmm. uh you know it's about to be like denzel and kendrick and um uh, uh, it's that what is that the creed 2 they got a uh, uh a song of his and mm-hmm. i am here for it and yeah. it fits that it fits that uh that trailer yeah it was just it was an amazing yes yeah, royalty that's what it is yeah i mean it's just it's an amazing album and he just does nothing but excellent work i'm sure the other albums are probably on the same trajectory Mm -hmm. or at least i wouldn't be surprised correct i feel like this one was almost his coming out party for the rest of the world Mm -hmm. because for us that had been kind of like you know uh especially section 80 maybe less so overly dedicated i think section 80 was really his first like like into the true conscience of hip-hop fans it was like oh who's this guy correct yeah and i love section 80 but this album right here is and i love all his stuff but this this album is one of my favorite yeah so uh amazing mm-hmm. amazing album and the album flows too like you go from one song to next song to next song and i'm here for it mm-hmm. all right uh let's see what else uh we got too oh this is my jam yeah 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 Man down. Hey. where you from my nigga where your you grandma just... stay huh my nigga how can you listen to that without making a face it's impossible right uh wells fargo may have accidentally foreclosed uh foreclosed 400 homes accidentally whoops my bad and these people ain't gonna get them homes back either yeah uh they just uh disclosed another round of lapses and potential scandals in a quarterly report friday saying it faces a u.s inquiry into purchases uh that is purchase of low-income housing credits and conceding it may have unnecessarily foreclosed about 400 homeowners yeah and imagine them homeowners with their receipts going but i paid like what why is my home foreclosed on it was like beat it bitch low income housing credits too mm. wonder who was affected by this come on government agencies are examining how wells fargo negotiated and purchased certain federal low income housing credit tax credits in connection with the financing of low income housing developments um separately the bank said in an internal review it found it failed to grant about 625 customers modifications to mortgages even though they qualified for relief Mm. and that it ultimately carried out foreclosures on 400 the bank said it aired when calculating attorney's fees for changes between 2010 and 2015 deeming some applicants ineligible it set aside eight million dollars to make customers whole how do i get my money do i get my house back what is whole what have i been doing for the last if this happened to me in 2010 what have i been doing for the last eight years with no house can you reach me what's up my credit right none of that shit is gonna be corrected yeah how i mean eight million dollars might could fix it i just need to know how how it's gonna work i don't know 
and i don't well, you can't be- do my eight years back and my thing is this i don't know i don't believe you accidentally forgot to do this shit no you purposely just didn't do it somebody was like fuck it we gonna see if we can get away with it and got copped i mean that's what happens when you have no credibility right people, people don't believe if, if it was a mistake people not gonna believe it the disclosures add to almost two years of revelations about pros misconduct and, and other lapses that have taken toll on the firm's reputation business and relations with regulators who in february imposed a <clears throat> who in february imposed an unprecedented cap on the bank's growth in some cases the firm discovered problems itself as part of a broad uh broad review of its businesses and efforts to overhaul internal controls the scandals began erupting in 2016 when regulators said the bank had opened millions of accounts without customers permission leading to a public outcry and spurring additional scrutiny incorrect fees in the firm's wealth management unit inconsistent pricing in the foreign exchange business and employees improperly altering documents in the wholesale unit are among other government inquiries at the bank that's a lot of shit i just read through right right and then you wonder why niggas be like why the fuck would i go purchase a home because every time i turn around all this shit actually targets marginalized people fuck their credit up they lose shit you can't buy shit you can't get shit i mean a lot of people like fuck it i'd rather just rent than to have to deal with the bank that i don't trust because every year in wells fargo ain't the only one all these banks been smacked with this shit oh my bad we deny people loans oh my bad we will purple we will accidentally charge people higher interest rates and oh my bad uh black people with with college education and a good a good credit got the same uh rating as the white person graduated from high school my bad oh uh black people with 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 higher income we're gonna give you the same fucked up loans that we give everybody else because you're black you know so it's one of those things when you know from my perspective as somebody who's not a homeowner i'm like i, I you know because i kind of desire to get a home but i'm like no I'm, I'm i'm good renting i am good renting because guess what at the end of the day we can end this relationship i'm not in no ridiculous amount of debt you ain't screwed me over i ain't got to feel no paperwork out to try to get my motherfucking money back i hope that i get it back because i don't trust y'all y'all ain't gonna do shit you're gonna do this mass thing and give me two dollars and fifty cents talking about we cool Mm-hmm. the lender said in friday filing friday's filing that reasonably po- it's reasonably possible legal charges could be as high as 2.2 billion beyond reserves as of june 30th that's down from 2.6 billion in the previous quarter so i i don't know man yeah like i said this is this is the type of stuff that i pay and it's not even really i mean because they're talking about homes but y'all think this who knows how many car loans they fucking up you know how many other different loan business loans they fucking up like we talking about homes Mm -hmm. if y'all fucking up home loans y'all fucking up some of these other loans too um plastic surgeon group issues a new warning over the brazilian butt lift they say that is actually very dangerous what like what is this a specific i know it's a specific kind but what's the what's the difference like it i know they so they all not brazilian no it's a different different procedures okay uh kim kardashian um is known for this you know okay because this is different between butt lifts and injections like they're not the same yeah I, oh actually i don't even know if she's known for this i, I shouldn't even say that oh i don't know uh she's just known for having big old fake ass mm-hmm. um but yeah um you know big butts are in hide a man mm-hmm. but a group of plastic surgeons have issued a new warning 
to fellow doctors performing the procedure known as the brazilian butt lift brazilian butt lift which has been increasingly in high demand high demand carries an unusually high mortality rate oh and that is greater than any other cosmetic surgery according to a new warning to surgeons performing the procedure from a task force backed by international board certified plastic surgeon societies including the american society of plastic surgeons as many as one in three thousand people who undergo the brazilian butt lift die according to the warning with butt lifts uh, becoming more popular you have more doctors attempting to perform them say dr uman desai oh who probably Ernie don't desai. know what they're doing a board certified plastic surgeon in beverly hills california the butt lift is meant to make your rear more shapely and essentially combine liposuction procedure with fat grafting oh i guess it is the same thing um meaning it sucks fat out of the place where you don't want it and then it puts the fat into your butt mm-hmm. and you better know what you're doing because it's an operation i don't know why people if they slicing you it's a motherfucking operation and you're gonna have to heal your body has to recover it is a process any form of an operation the new warning highlights the potential dangers of a fatal fat embolism oh. uh it also comes at the time when buttocks augmentation procedures with fat grafting have increased 10 percent from 2016 to 2017 everybody won't be a nigga don't nobody want to be a nigga according to the american society of plastic surgeons well i guess no that's not fair to say i'm sure there's some black women that are getting uh butt injections and shit too to try to like keep up with it's pretty amazing when you consider that seven years ago we didn't have the treatments we have now we cure 80 percent of children with cancer what is happening i don't know i don't know okay there we go that was wrong that was a different tab doing that (laughs) anyway uh some doctors are being too aggressive injecting too deep and important veins lie there bringing fat to heart and lungs uh these mistakes prove to be deadly he added so yeah if you don't know what you're doing like you know like you said with this increase you know, and you have a lot of people if if i'm a professional in this and i have a high success rate and i you know and the best of the best i'm going to charge i am going to charge top dollar and it's one of those things where a lot of people don't got top dollar but they still want it done so they'll kind of accept less but accepting less means uh you might be fucked up and you possibility you might die versus uh paying the cost of whatever's asked to get the best done i right. mean to have the best people do it because it ain't you know because my thing is if they're charging this rate they're not charging this rate for no reason they're charging this rate for a motherfucking reason everything can't be walmart when it comes to your health or any form of operation go ahead and pay motherfucking full price yeah can't blame you um but even they're not even warning against uh like bootleg operations they're saying the like procedure. even just okay. the procedure itself is dangerous you know but beauty kills you know and uh it's, that's the pressure people are under in certain situations yeah and and, and Illuminati mess. Um, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead. What were you gonna say? Mm-mm, go ahead. Beyonce, um, officially got that Vogue magazine cover out. Now I didn't see it in store. I was looking for it. I was like, it must not be out yet. I know it's the September issue, but I don't know how magazines work. I feel like those issues come out before it's actually the month of 
september right so i was looking forward they're like nah you might get like near the middle or, or towards the end i was looking for it now beyonce is in um you know a lot of good company here a lot of black women are getting magazine covers for september i guess black is in mm, right uh but uh like it's beyonce tracy ellis ross zendaya uh uh lapita rihanna all like all kinds of people like black women are just tearing it up right now uh for the magazine cover game so um shout out to all the black women and you know it's dope uh obviously i said it must be my birthday month uh my only wish was for black women to get everything and it's happening right um at any rate she did have some revealing things she talked about in the september issue which she had unprecedented control over because it's not really an interview it's her picking her own photographer which broke ground as the first black person to ever get the cover of vogue as a photographer right was because of her um she also um put captions under the pictures that kind of talked about her life and her story um and one of the things i like about it um rather than it be an interview format or someone asking her questions there's something about beyonce's control of her own narrative and sureness of her own story that is all inspiring and uh it's just goals it's really goals man like it to be able to have that much self-awareness because she really started out before um when she started doing this people thought she was weird Mm-hmm. like i remember when she had the documentary and she talked about the footage footage she keeps of herself and the pictures mm-hmm. and how she records her life and all this stuff and i remember people being like oh you fucking weirdo oh that's just because you're so vain and you're so self-obsessed and mm-hmm. all this shit but for years i've always felt like she knows especially as a black woman but also as a celebrity and all this other stuff there's a lot invested into the tearing down of the idols that people build and there's a lot of um transference from the audience to the subject in this case the celebrity with us put in filling in the gaps of someone's life with what we think it's about you know it's not what her life's actually about it's what we want it to be it's what or in some cases when we don't like somebody it's still what we want it to be but in a negative way correct you know and so i do remember people being like that but she turned out to be way ahead of the game right now this is something that everybody does everybody expects you to do it whether you want to or not i'm not even saying they everybody does it i don't think everybody does it i actually think she's still way ahead of the game um i'm not saying that what i'm saying is she's ahead of the game in the fact that people still haven't caught on to do this for themselves and look how we roast celebrities daily look how many times a celebrity just puts out a picture on instagram or something and we're like people are in their mentions people are harassing them we how many celebrities have we seen going to somebody's dms just this year chance the rapper Nicki minaj like hey don't you say that about me on twitter you the people that talk about beyonce never expect her to hear it or respond Mm -mm. um the you know but you know the fact that you know some of these artists go and do these interviews in these hostile places these gotcha places and shit you'll never catch her slipping like this and it is like it's really amazing to have the the foresight she has media wise and marketing wise it it, people will not respect it truly 
they may never respect it because it's a black woman but right they won't truly respect how iconic that shit is until a long time from now mm-hmm. you know people have been imitating and and mimicking her you know uh her releases and the way that she comes out with her stuff the um um the 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 style the stuff like that the way she incorporates people the way she lifts people up the way she uh breaks barriers for other people and shit like nigga your fave when they say your fave could never that this time is for nobody else is really doing it like this you know and and uh so she was more she was very candid in the um vogue piece um and uh i went and found an article the fate from fader that kind of highlighted seven different things she talked about um but you know you can always see the full interview um and of course there's people hating you know uh that lady robin givens has already done her it was cool but it wasn't great thing that she does with every black iconic moment for black women um which is funny because i remember when she got kicked out of the michelle obama like supposedly off the record kind of sit down she had with some black women and black journalists and shit and it was robin givens being the one that was complaining about you know and then they said i did this and i'm like well you kind of are a hater robin you probably been writing about michelle obama not being stylish enough for eight years like what this is what you do boo like you can't really get mad at everybody i mean i'm not even mad at her for writing this part of thing about beyonce because it's robin givens it's what she does at this point she will find a way to be like y'all think this is cool but this black woman is not as cool as y'all think you know serena williams it, uh, why you gotta get naked sis why don't put on some clothes when it's beyonce well, why you gotta have this gaudy instagram picture of you with the belly full of twins like why you gotta do all this it's, you know so this is kind of her thing you know um at any rate um she beyond and then there was another white dude who said that her vogue issue did not represent journalism i didn't read it i just saw everybody sharing it i didn't share it or click on it um you know my guess is he'll probably say because they didn't actually interview her and she just submitted the pictures and the work and shit but who gives a fuck i don't this is not for your standards of evaluation i i i i understand as black people we get obsessed with whiteness because we have to live under the thumb of it but at the same time sometimes i just my way of resistance certain times when i can when i have the wherewithal is being like i'm not clicking on y'all shit because i i don't care don't care and i and i mean it when i say i don't care right like i don't say i i don't care in some spiteful way but like Mm-mm. i i i don't think i've ever cared what any white person has had to say about beyonce in any meaningful way come on beyond like a joke or being like you stupid like it's like she don't do stuff for them really Mm-mm. you know it's kind of like our show like it's for us and then if white people listen that's cool but if some white dudes start talking about how our podcast is this this and this i'll be like yeah okay bro like you stay in your lane let's just right over there you know i don't come to your i don't come to your barbecue and and wash mm-hmm. all the seasoning off of your chicken come right? on come on i don't crash your fun do party leave right. me alone leave me alone um anyway here's seven things sir and Rumi were born via c-section while beyonce has mostly kept sir and Rumi away from the spotlight she opened up for the first time about the birth of the twins in a vogue interview she revealed that she had to undergo a c-section and detailed the stresses she dealt with after the surgery uh, after taking six months off she began preparation for coachella yeah and um like it was dangerous 
so this is beyonce and serena now we know who they are all i have to do is say their first name and one of them i can just say b a letter of the alphabet or the first syllable of her name and most people be like i know who that is and could have died during childbirth black women die at a much higher rate yes we do during childbirth as is and here we're talking about women that we all assume have everything and doctors are still there like um you say you're in pain but are you really in pain uh you know you negroes yeah serena williams was like i know what's wrong with me they was like no you don't right like I'm, she basically, I'm sure you can take it right she basically had to show her ass they was like oh shit you was right use your fast twitch muscles i'm sure you can take it uh her attitude towards her post-pregnancy body has changed after the birth of blue ivy b claimed that she fell into society standards on how her body should look sharing that she pressured herself to quickly lose her post-pregnancy weight she lost that weight quick because i remember right after uh blue was born she, she, i want to say was it the first on the run tour i want to say it was or because or, she tore it like right after that and i was like good god she done got small mm-hmm. um and you know that's that pressure when you're already in that spotlight like that yeah and that snapback that's some bullshit <clears throat> nope your body does not snap back women are not fucking rubber bands yep i was 218 pounds a day i gave both the birth to Rumi and sir so this time she's she's actually took herself and let herself rest right i was swollen from toxemia and had been on bed rest for over a month my health and my baby's health were in danger so i had an emergency c-section we spent many weeks in nicu my husband was a soldier and such a strong support system for me i'm proud to have been a witness to his strength and evolution as a man a best friend and a father and i'm sure a lot of people booing out there but i mean to stay relationship and that's what she witnessed right it is what it is i was in survival mode and did not gasp grasp it all until months later today i have a connection to any parent who has been through such an experience after the c-section my core felt different it had been a major surgery some of your organs are temporary are shifted temporarily in rare cases removed temporarily Mm -hmm. but during delivery i'm not sure everyone understands that i needed time to heal to recover during my recovery i gave myself self-love and self-care i embraced being curvier i accepted that my body what, what my body wanted to be after six months i started preparing for coachella i became vegan temporarily i gave up coffee alcohol and all fruit drinks but i was patient with myself and enjoyed my fuller cl- curves my kids and husband did too oh we we all did actually you know i say i don't want to tell you come, come on i yeah, no, i hate to disappoint you but uh yeah. you were looking thick. you was yeah when you showed up with them thick woo woo lord jesus thick thighs save lives don't they y'all can i get a witness amen turn to your neighbor and say thick thighs them save thick, lives thick thighs save lives because uh she came out with them cakes everybody was like what They're like going on date night stuff mm. i think it's important for that's why jay-z don't mind like jay-z like listen i'm gonna have to look like a cup y'all just gonna have to not respect me and that's fine all right i'm gonna be talking about therapy we were talking yeah. about intersectionality I, and jay-z is like i don't give a fuck if y'all niggas like me or not call me that nigga uh, yeah. acknowledge me or not I, I i give zero fucks y'all just jealous and he right and he right right um i think it's important for women and men to see and appreciate the beauty in their natural bodies that's why i stripped away the wigs and the hair extensions and used little makeup for the shoot 
uh to this day my arm shoulder breast thighs are fuller i have a little mommy pouch and i'm in no rush to get rid of it i think it's real whenever i'm ready to get a six-pack i'll go in the beast zone and work my ass off until i have it but right now my little fupa and i feel like we are meant to be come on yeah man that that's dope and you know to see somebody like on beyonce's level who we all look at and go well she has a perfect body of course nobody to see that she has her own insecurities that she has to overcome to see that she has to accept her body aging changing you know putting out kids is not exactly something that is easy like no it is 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 it's not and you know talking to mothers uh regardless of if you had your child c-section or natural birth your body is never the same like you're just never the same and then when you have a c-section it takes longer for your body to heal versus if you have a child uh naturally because they literally have to cut you you know completely across the you know right below your stomach almost like you're having a hysterectomy and they literally have to open you up and like be honest they pull the baby out like it it is a lot to go through that and they have to stitch you back up and the stitches got to heal and then you have to let your body go through its proper course and you know and then you have to deal with with uh things that come along with after you give birth postpartum depression you know breastfeeding you know dealing with a lot of shit and then you got people looking at you like why don't you lose this weight as quick as possible and that's not how the human body works now you do i've seen women who literally after they had a baby their bodies look like they never changed but for a lot of women your your body won't will never be the same and that's okay you know uh, i think society in general because men you know quote unquote run it act like you know if you ain't walking out here with a fucking six pack every day you ain't shit the fuck that it's a lot of women with 64 and 48 ounces and 120 ounces they got a man so what is we talking about here well also she did used to believe these things correct she wrote after the birth of my first child i believed in the things society said about how my body should look i put pressure on myself to lose all the baby weight in three months and scheduled a small tour to assure i would do it looking back that was crazy i was still breastfeeding when i performed the revel shows in atlantic city in 2012 after the twins i approached things differently so yeah like she was she was on that too that pressure is real it is and three months is a long is a short period of time yeah you like to think somebody as iconic as as beyonce would be able to shirk that shit like man fuck that but she's also under the pressure to be beyonce for everybody right um opening doors until there's a mosaic of perspectives coming from different ethnicities behind the lens we will continue to have a narrow approach and view of what the world actually looks like that is why i wanted to work with this brilliant 23 year old photographer tyler mitchell so i'm about to get on my stand shit right now and i'm trying not to hop on this pulpit real quick but i'm gonna have to go ahead and do it does this sound like a stupid woman to y'all right people kill me with that a lot of people do, say do y'all stupid. think did solange ghostwrite this hmm did she steal this from somebody else because people always try to take the credit from her in a way that is so disgusting it's literally disgusting like she can't be smart she can't be pretty she can't be deep she can't be thoughtful she can't be all this shit like she she can't be pro-black it's all gotta be fake it's all like she has basically given people nothing to feel like they have to doubt her for this shit and yet they they still try to find a way to come for her neck she literally don't fuck she don't bother nobody she really just don't bother nobody you got people that will cape for like an azalea banks for the 75th time 
they got some shit to say about beyonce she really just be out here doing her thing and trying to help that's it and it's still you still got people doubting her intelligence trying to give other people credit for her work ethic trying to give other people credit for her visuals as if she doesn't give credit when she breaks those barriers and she incorporates those people's stuff into what she does and don't even get me started on the legal team because they give people credit just so they don't have to avoid no no bullshit like you don't see people suing beyonce for shit because she'd be like no nah, um we got the rights to that from this side did we sign this if there's something more than that y'all gotta let me know so yeah and like this 20 year old uh brown person gets to be a cover of magazine photographer that has never let a black person be on the cover of this shit what does this do for his career now right what door does she open for him now you know she's just trying to help when i first started 21 years ago i was told that it was hard for me to get on the covers of magazine because black people did not sell clearly that has been proven a myth not only is the african-american on the cover of the most important month for vogue this is the first ever vogue cover shot by an african-american photographer it is important to me that i help open doors for younger artists there are so many cultural and societal barriers to entry that i like to do what i can to level the playing field to present a different point of view for people who may feel like their voices don't matter imagine if someone hadn't given a chance to the brilliant women who came before me josephine baker nina simone eartha kitt aretha franklin tina turner diana ross Whitney houston and the list goes on they open the doors for me and i pray that i'm doing all i can to open doors for the next generation of talents if people in powerful positions continue to hire and cast only people who look like them sound like them come from the same neighborhoods they grew up in they will never have a greater understanding of experiences different from their own they will hire the same models curate the same art cast the same actors over and over again and we will all lose the beauty of social media is it's completely democratic everyone has a say everyone's voice counts and everyone has a chance to paint the world from their own perspective and she don't even be fucking with y'all on social media like that <laughs> she don't even, but she, she's aware right she's like listen i know not to post nothing because y'all niggas is haters but i know the the that this impact has had on me as an observer speaks and they have to make it speak in society you can't just stick it relegated to social media uh ancestry i come from a lineage of broken male female relationships abuse of power and mistrust only when i saw that clearly was i able to resolve these conflicts in my own relationship connecting to the past and knowing our history makes us both bruised and beautiful i researched my ancestry recently and learned that i come from a slave owner who fell in love with and married a slave i had to process that revelation over time i questioned what it meant and tried to put it in perspective i now believe it's why god blessed me with my twins male and female energy was able to coexist and grow in my blood for the first time yeah because she's had multiple miscarriages Mm -hmm. i pray that i'm able to break the generational curses in my family that my children will have less complicated lives real shit real shit and it takes power to do that it takes a lot of resolve because we always talk about stuff is cyclical we talk about generational violence we talk about people repeating the same mistakes if you don't have a father how you gonna learn to be a father if you don't you know if your mama was abusive how you gonna be abusive stuff like that but sometimes somebody has to break those cycles Mm -hmm. and that might not look the way you think it's gonna look it's not gonna be pretty no it's not and a lot of times uh when it comes to breaking those uh cycles a lot of times the person that decides the book stops here 
uh a lot of times they're ostracized for saying the book stops here and people act like something's wrong with them for saying oh no 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 i'm not putting up with this or i'm not dealing with this or i refuse to go down that same path yeah or just look like the hardest thing about stuff like this is when you on the side that you don't it's like alanine like people in alcoholics anonymous they teach them well you're kind of attracted to people that are alcoholics and then you end up being in a cycle as well like their your addiction is them but see if you examine that that makes you have to take some level of responsibility for your actions even if you're not as complicit as the person who is the alcoholic or whatever right it's not Mm -hmm. your disease Mm -hmm. but it is you're choosing to deal with this and you're not leaving and there may be some a bunch of factors you may like feeling superior superior to somebody so you keep dating the same type of person over and over you know you keep hanging in this person's life you can feel something over them. you may be abusive with the way that you enable you may enable them there's a bunch of shit right and if both parties want to salvage that relationship and they both are willing to get help you can still fix those things you can still heal those wounds but it does require self-examination and most of us are never gonna get that far we're very much like black and white if i'm not wrong then i'm fucking then i'm good then i have no part in this right if and so i think with beyonce talking about coming from a long line of broken male female relationships and then finding herself in one she stopped and reflected on the whole thing like where does this start from where does this energy come from what have i learned watching my mom and dad fall out what have i learned you know what i mean and what am i taking back that's unhelpful to my relationship what am i because because the other part of this is you start and people do this every day in their regular life you start seeing people as the mistakes or the abuses you've dealt with in the past and it it is a whole different person correct so that person might be salvageable they might be remorseful regretful they might be willing to resolve something and you're going but lamont didn't or my dad didn't or so-and-so wasn't shit i'm not letting you drag me down boom and but you're really just repeating what the fuck you've learned already not saying that that's bad or necessarily but if you're trying to break those cycles you're gonna have to try a different approach you can't do the same thing that somebody else did or you know if the situation is different you know if the situation is the same then i get it but anyway point being that's some deep shit to be able to say like i didn't want to be you know kind of repeat the same path so i said what can we do to like resolve this together that's that's hard especially when you ain't learned it you don't have you can't look at your parents and be like well they fixed it you can't look at your friends they fixed it you can't look at your past relationships we fixed it you know like because how do you know you're not just gonna be the fool for some nigga this nigga won't be cheating again next month like you don't respect me i don't respect you you came right back it's a lot of shit to it so anyway i appreciate herself sharing that um she said i pray that i'm able to break the generational course curses in my family and that my children have less complicated lives my journey uh there are many shades on every journey nothing is black matter of fact let me go back for a second um my dad is like that like my dad talks about his father and some of the stuff he dealt with i won't put too many details into it because that's his story to tell but still he talks about that and not wanting to be that kind of father and he wasn't 
you know what i mean but he had to take some level of like self-observation because i know a lot of dudes who repeat the same mistakes and the same abuses that they got from the fathers or the absentee fathers in the lives that they like in their lives so far and they swear up and down they won't be like that and then they have a child and they're just like that you know you have to break that cycle you can't it can't be woe is me all the time you know you have to find a way to break it if if you're truly about that life you know um so yeah i just think that's important uh and i think that's kind of what she was going in on my journey there are many shades on every journey nothing is black or white i've been through hell and back and i'm grateful for every scar i have experienced betrayals and heartbreaks in many forms i've had many i've had disappointments in business partnerships as well as personal ones and they all left me feeling neglected lost and vulnerable through it all i have learned to laugh and cry and grow i look i look at the woman i was in my 20s i see a young lady growing into confidence but intent on pleasing everyone around her i now feel so much more beautiful so much sexier and so much more interesting and so much more powerful yeah i mean that's that same i feel like that's the same thing from the last one kind of like not letting the things that have hurt you before keep you stuck somewhere and also i think i see this a lot in black women around me that are getting older and like stepping more into their lives more confident i guess is the word to say more Mm self-assured despite you know all the bullshit that they've gone through and deal with it just seemed like i don't know like people are getting more comfortable being themselves yeah and and as a woman that's a process it is a complete process um because a lot of women a lot of unrealistic expectations are placed on them about just existing and sex and 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 mates and you know intimacy and uh relationships and like it's a lot uh that's placed upon little girls and these little girls turn up to be women with a lot of insecurities particularly if you're somebody like me that constantly got picked on and criticized about certain things be it your weight be it your skin be it your hair be it how you look you know and that shit sticks with people you know uh for a long time and it's very hard uh to actually get over and you 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 never quote unquote get over but you get to the point that you begin to be more comfortable in your own skin you know um and i know it might sound uh, silly but yeah i used to have to uh i've come a long way i used to have to look into look in the mirror at myself and tell myself that i was beautiful i mean literally look in the mirror and tell myself that i was beautiful you know and i am wonderful you know um and it's one of those things where that might sound quote-unquote childish but it's a lot of grown-ass women that do not think that they're beautiful they don't think that they're beautiful they don't think that they're worthy of love <laughs> they don't think that they're worthy of, of a maid or having children and like d- 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 those are heavy weights that a lot of women have right and they take this into adulthood and a lot of times some of these women have children they have little girls and that heartache and that pain and that brokenheartedness uh if they're not careful is passed on to their daughter 
so if you struggle with things all of a sudden you're constantly criticizing your daughter for having big feet or having you know a big butt or having big breasts or criticizing her about her skin and criticizing her about her hair and telling her she got to do this and telling her to be more more um womanly and and don't be a tomboy whatever it is you find yourself picking her apart just like you were picked apart and the thing is you know how that pain feels so you have to get to the point where you have to say okay that's that back to back to that the buck stops here that's back to that the buck stops here you know um and there are a lot of things now since i'm almost 40 i am to the point now in my 40s where i can truly say you know confidently with no shaking in my foundation that i actually truly love myself Mm-hmm. I've loved myself, don't get me wrong, but I, I've never loved myself like I do now. And when I mean love myself like I do now, that means I love all my imperfections. I love what I'm not. <laughs> I love what I can't do. You know, I acknowledge what I can't do. You know, I, 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 I love the, the, the scars on my, my skin, you know, the, the, the birthmarks that I have, you know, I love my hair as it is, you know, you get to the point where you look in it and you have to tell yourself it's only one me. I am unique and it's only one me. Can't nobody duplicate me. Can't nobody do this life but me, you know, and a lot of times, once you get to the point where you truly love yourself, that, that self-confidence comes in. And there are a lot of women who has had self-confidence all their lives. Those women, you know, God bless you. But for a, I can't speak for you because I haven't always had the self-confidence that I have right now. You know, I can do things now that I never thought I would do before. You know, it, you know, you get to the point to where, you know, you actually feel like you have a voice as you get older, you know, because that's the thing. Um, um, and not to get off topic. One thing, uh, about, uh, 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 dudes, a lot of dudes like young women. They like young women because you don't know who you are at 18 years old. You don't know who you are at 21 years old. You don't know. You're still learning. You are easily manipulated. You can easily be twisted and molded into what they want you to be. But once you kind of cross about 25, and particularly after you cross 30, you get to the point that you have standards. (laughs) And there's something about standards that make uh, 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 niggas that want to manipulate you want to cast you to the side and tell you you're too old. Like they, they, it's almost like they want to criticize you for being more comfortable in your skin and knowing who you are and having standards to say, this is what I'm going to put up with and this is the bullshit that I'm not going to put up with. And I think Beyonce has got to that point where you get to your point in your life where you're like, oh, no, no, I'm not going to deal with this and I'm not going to lower my bar. Like, like my bar is here and I'm not going to lower my bar. You either got to cross my bar or that's it because that's the thing men aren't aren't never required to lower their bars Mm -hmm. they can have the most ridiculous fucking rules ever my woman gotta be 99 pounds my woman gotta be my woman gotta have green eyes don't nobody ever go to no nigga be like nigga lower your standards nobody ever tells niggas that but yeah if a woman says i want a man that's you know funny or i want a man that make us x amount of money or i want a man you know that 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 i'm sexually attracted to you know people act like there's something wrong with you like you're just supposed to take and accept any fucking thing just because it has a penis attached to it and that's not true but even if you say i don't want a man right i don't want kids i don't want a house 
i want a career like this i want to live in this place it's always some negotiation when it comes to women like what women want like well hold up now you you starting to ask for a little too much <laughs> right right like 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 for a woman it's always a give and, and a take like for a woman something has to always be sacrificed but for a man it's no self-sacrifice you know right. he doesn't have to self-sacrifice even if he have a even if he has a wife and kids like traditional marriage he doesn't have to self-sacrifice for that wife if he don't want to for those kids if he doesn't want but you know why that's because people have set the bar at men are sacrificing by getting things that actually edify their lives right like like so a sacrifice when you talk about men is you got a wife well look at all the women you won't be able to get now oh oh, oh man you gotta hang up your bachelor uh jersey in the rafters because you you can't be a player no more you know oh you got kids well now you gonna have to hang out with those motherfuckers and raise them why would you do something stupid like that like it's it's always coming from a position of and and for the record like a wife uh a partner or whatever make sure and it's only with cis at men because we never say it's about gay men but your your wife is a partner in your life that we essentially believe patriarchally makes life easier right like in addition to you know maybe splitting the bills and shit but also like these same men believe wives jobs are to raise the kids cook clean fuck you all this shit right that they believe that and yet they still would go i am the one who lost in this deal because i had to get married and these the, the, the women is holding me down like this woman is fucking up my ability to get other women and that's the only value i really have same thing with children you know and i don't and the thing for me is i guess the saddest part is that men don't really believe that on Mm -hmm. a core on a core level individually if you know a man well like i'm not talking about the shit that people say in casual conversation and Mm -hmm. like what comedians talk about i'm talking about just if you know a fucking dude you just know somebody like that's your brother that's how close you are motherfuckers be so thankful to have a wife they so they love their children my life is so much better i didn't know my life could be this until i had children i didn't know what a purpose of my life was supposed to be mm-hmm. but that's so corny and anti like what we call masculinity you would never really express that kind of shit outside of maybe like a church or some sort of like specific meeting about something like that like you would never be at the bar and be like talking about how how much fucking fun it is to to go to your kid's soccer game and all that you just won't and, do that and to be a parent and, yeah and you know is uh uh john uh john loves his kids and he loves his wife and i remember for father's day i hit him up and i think it might have been a year or two ago and i told him i love that you love being the daddy right like 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 he is one person that you can tell yeah you talking about john Kennedy. yeah john yeah. he loves being a daddy yeah he has a blog dedicated and everything to it now like that's his life and and it's one of those things where it you know there's good fathers but it was like his joy like like he's like yes this is me this is who i am i love being the daddy i post pictures of my children i don't give a fuck y'all got deal i love my wife this is us and i'm and i'm and i'm here for it and there are a lot of other men who feel that way too but they are more reserved where they don't fit it's i don't know what it is be happy the bar is so much lower it's just like you said it's lower when uh when a man talks about something like this it's 
it's very it's praised in a way that you know it's almost like i'm like the term mommy blogger became very pejorative because so many women were doing it and so many women were um you know it's kind of considered very white lane of Mm -hmm. like i'm a mommy and i'm blogging about it but being a mom is hard fucking work yes it is um but at the same time you know if a if a dude did it it works double way right like for on the one hand also bitch ass nigga got a blog about being a daddy and on the other hand is he so brave to be able to talk about being in his children's lives and doing the things fathers are supposed to do and taking joy in it because we really there's a i mean societally there's a huge um pressure on men to be cool quote unquote and be like i'm the miserable curmudgeon and my wife you know uh it's like the opening to the jetsons right you know if y'all ever seen that old cartoon the jetsons it's like the opening of that where like his son gets money for lunch and flies off his daughter needs money for her school shit and flies off his wife takes the whole fucking wallet leaves him a dollar for lunch and drives off or whatever and you know the whole thing is like this miserable man he got married his fucking dog is the only thing he likes (laughs) is is fucking got a mean maid he's got you know like and that that i mean married with children like it's just Mm -hmm. over and over and over and over again we've seen this like archetype of that's what manhood is is you provide for a family that doesn't really appreciate you you're kind of miserable but that's how it's supposed to be and you know you're always flummoxed because you just come in and you're like why isn't the dinner ready i work so hard you know and now these lazy layabouts are doing nothing all day you know that kind of shit um so yeah in the one hand men get a lot more credit for not being that but on the other hand society definitely does pressure men to be that and the opposite for women right like if a woman buys all into i'm a motherhood i'm staying at home mm-hmm. da 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 we're like that ain't nothing special you supposed to do that yeah like, but i i taught my kids seven languages and bitch right come you on <laughs> like oh you homeschool okay and that's you home hard. all day ain't you that's a hard fucking job your man the one raising the money blah 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 right we do that to women so fucking often it's it's ridiculous right but then if let's say a woman does go break the mold and goes i want to be a ceo or i want to run my own business or something mm-hmm. like that then you got the other well, you ain't want to be a mommy what about your kids what they gonna do well yeah, you, what about these imaginary children you got a you, you got a man i mean yeah, when, when when one day you gonna get old and regret you ain't never had no kids yeah no, when you gonna good. get married when you gonna get married when you gonna have some kids you know like we do them so like it just kind of patriarchy is a motherfucker it just kind of works both ways what i'm saying particularly on women that's a long way to go but yeah and i i mean well you say particularly on women i i say it is fucking up men too yes it is and and i don't want to belittle that because i get the whole like gender wars pick a side thing but because men are fucked up it is making everything else fucked up agree so it's like i think the like with like with most think forms of like oppression and discrimination and shit we like to look at the people who are mostly perpetrating it and be like well yes yeah, them and it is them i'm just saying men in their own short-sightedness have hurt us yes and then we hurt other people because we are hurt and we're doing all the hurting we blame everybody else for us being hurt but it's us right it's, these women don't want it. well where did the women learn it from all the laws and shit we pass all the rules all the patriarchy and chivalry and shit that we have forced on women for their whole entire existence and then we turn around and be like why y'all so hard on us like nigga we hard on us 
all this shit flows downhill from us like in the way that it's designed to flow because we set this shit up anyway i say we but i mean white people but y'all know what i mean right a lot of black dudes black people people of all races participate in this shit Mm -hmm. anyway uh john's blog is called a father's glow if you guys want to check it out it's a pretty dope blog Mm -hmm. um but uh yeah so back to beyonce that was a long sidetrack uh she also but yeah I, I i appreciate you talking about it though um freedom i don't like too much structure i like to be free i'm not alive unless i'm creating something i'm not happy if i'm not creating if i'm not dreaming if i'm not creating a dream and making it into something real if i'm not happy i'm not improving evolving moving forward inspiring teaching and learning yeah that's that's also kind of uh i like that she addresses her teaching learning uh improving thing because a lot of times people want people to be stuck somewhere mm-hmm. like it's always you gotta allow people to grow when they like you but when they don't like you it's believe people are when they say who they are and all this shit it's like hold up now people aren't static creatures you know come on um and she's a person that has grown into a lot of like her you can tell through her music she's grown into yes, a lot of you can. directions uh coachella i had a clear vision for coachella i was so specific because i'd seen it i'd heard it and it was already written inside of me one day i was randomly singing the black national anthem to Rumi while putting her to sleep i started humming it to her every day in the show at the time i was working on a version of the anthem with these dark minor chords and stomps and belts and screens and after a few days of humming the anthem i realized i had the melody wrong i was singing the wrong anthem one of the most rewarding parts of the show was making that change i swear i felt pure joy shining down on us i know that most of the young people on the stage and in the audience did not know the history of the black national anthem before coachella but they understood the feeling it gave them it was a celebration of all the people who sacrificed more than uh, we could ever imagine who moved the world forward so that it could welcome a woman of color to headline such a festival people will still tell you that that show was not her influence or her vision people will still try to find a way oh that whole show was all her right it's it's ridiculous it's honestly ridiculous it's like they forget she's a nigga from texas it's like they forget like i she has become so ethereal in our brains that she also can't possibly coexist in the other part of our brains it's just like she's just a regular ass black girl too yeah 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 that is also extraordinary a black girl can be extraordinary she doesn't have to have some like you know (laughs) no spin to it you know it doesn't mm-hmm. have to you don't have to have that ivy league education it doesn't have to that bo- have that stamp from white yeah. folks it doesn't bother a lot of yeah. people and sometimes a lot of niggas get mad because it ain't got their approval right uh, they want to give it to other lesser successful or lesser known or more eccentric people but yo it's her why couldn't that be possible on the run two one of the most memorable moments for me on the on the run two tour was a berlin show at olympia stadium the site of the 1936 olympics this is a site where uh that was used to promote the rhetoric of hate racism and divisiveness it is the place where jesse owens won four gold medals destroying the myth of white supremacy less than 90 years later two black people perform performed there to a packed sold out stadium when jay and i sang our final song we saw everyone smiling holding hands kissing and full of love to see such human growth and connection i live for those moments legacy my mother taught me the importance of not just being seen but of seeing myself uh yeah her mom got them like therapy and shit from the time they was like little yeah like she was ahead of this shit yeah she was way ahead of that stuff you know because you have to think yeah beyonce kind of a 
teen 20 and all of a sudden her younger sister happened to be in that in that light of, of trying to live up to that expectation and yes uh you have to uh get it to the point where everybody kind of understands how the other one feels because you know children naturally only are very self-centered and it's hard to get children to think outside of themselves yep as a mother of two girls it's important to me that they see themselves too in books films and on runways and it's important to me that they see themselves as ceos as bosses and that they can they, they know that they can write the script for their own lives they can speak their minds and they have no ceiling they don't have to be a certain type or fit into a specific category they don't have to be politically correct as long as they're authentic respectful compassionate and empathetic they can explore any religion fall in love with any race and love who they want to love i want the same things for my son i want him to know that he can be strong and brave but he can be sensitive and kind i want my son to have a high emotional iq where he is free to be caring truthful and honest and it's everything a woman wants in a man and yet we don't teach it to our boys come on i'm telling you man it's and i guess you know i'm not a parent so it's probably easier for me to say than it is for people to to do it's probably i'm sure society is streamlined to kind of put you know you 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 know you, you have the gender that you assume your children are and you just put them on a path right little girl's gonna go to dance class little boy's gonna go play football you know and you just and then every notch you just expected to keep going and keep going and keep going and yet we turn around and you see the mess that this has created of our society when we look at the adults and we look at the kids that as they get older and you see like all this violence from one type to the next you see uh homophobia transphobia you see misogyny you see hate crimes you see racism you see all this shit and yet no one stops and goes like are we raising our kids right like is this the best we have like when they get older is this the world i want them to inherit the world that i came into you know what i mean so how do we stop that trend and be like i want my son to have emotional intelligence as well as my daughter i I need them as a human being to possess a skill that helps human beings not because i need a boy to have emotional intelligence or a girl to have emotional intelligence we already raise kids in a way with the whole gender thing where we give certain skills that and i feel like all these skills can be positive period so don't i'm not knocking people for having children now or raising them to be a certain i'm saying all these are positive teaching somebody to have empathy teaching somebody to have to express themselves to allow themselves to cry to be fragile to allow themselves that's not wrong Mm-mm. but it's also not exclusively for girls right and teaching someone to be strong and to believe in themselves and to be tough and resilient that's not just for boys it's not wrong either but when you teach someone exclusively that without the other i think we see the kind of society we get i don't think that's good you know i feel like we can do better you know i love that she would say that you know about her daughters and her son or she's like look i mean i want my kids to know it's okay if they like if my daughters want to be like business women and shit or just they want to author their own lives in a way that we don't allow girls to really do it's like well you need to get into the script the script is you go to school maybe you get married you have some kids you get a home rent cycle repeat like come on 
when are you gonna take care of a man that is right. your job and do it to the day you die to the day you fucking die oh he dies first which yeah, one happens whatever first, right? but you do it until and then you die old spinster or some shit right that is the cycle we put on girls and then with boys you know it's that opposite thing you're gonna get all the girls you're gonna do and then we wonder why the fucking boys and girls come men and women and don't fucking line up congruently when it comes to cis head shit and that's not even talking about other stuff but right we wonder why they don't line up that's why we've taught them two different sets of values and expect them to align when we could have easily taught both of them the same values you know there's no reason that uh in my opinion that as a parent you should be like i won't teach my son to cook i will teach my daughter to cook that's ridiculous right both the motherfuckers can be in that kitchen the same way if you want to both of them can cut the grass correct if you if that's what you want you know but uh i just think that's dope for her to recognize that i ought to touch teach my son not to fall victim to what the internet says he should be or how he should love i want to create better representations for him so he is allowed to reach his full potential as a man and to teach him that real magic he possesses in the world is the power to affirm his own existence i'm in a place of gratitude right now i'm accepting who i am i will continue to explore every inch of my soul and every part of my artistry i want to learn more teach more and live in full i've worked long and hard to be able to get to the place where i can choose to surround myself with what fulfills and inspires me as told to clover hope boom uh yeah man um she did that uh and also just more importantly man she said it in her own words i i cannot the amount of power and uh just goals that she is to be able to do that shit yeah, she's like i don't want it filtered through nobody else yeah i want to tell my own story in right. my own fullness without you trying to be like well what about the elevator or some shit like like let me tell you what's important to me right now and if you don't want to then uh we just won't do the cover and i won't do the art magazine that's fine yeah she was fine walking away <laughs> like like y'all yeah you know people act like she would have been like okay i guess we won't be doing this yeah I, I she's a she's fucking amazing man she is fucking amazing um all right uh i don't even know where to go after this um she's uh she's so much everything uh let me see what we got here uh i guess we could do some news uh uh let's do this Let me show you how 
all right lgbtq news time and of course it's not all good Mm-mm. <sighs> all right let's go oh god which story we start with uh anti-gay protester threatens to stab ungodly homosexuals leaving britney spears concert you know how far out of your way you have to go to like hatred is like if we could harness the energy of hatred it's an inexhaustible fuel mm-hmm. because you know how fucking bothered you have to be and how much motivation you have to have to leave your house so you can go threaten a hate crime on gay people at a britney spears concert that i'm sure your ass ain't buy a ticket to come on it's like them people that get up and, and threaten people at abortion clinics like what is in you i can't even get up and go to the gym every morning <laughs> come on what the fuck man like I let me to. borrow some of that and use it for something positive like i'm gonna get up and walk around the block i'm just sitting on my couch eating chips and this motherfucker's like oh time to make my second trip to the abortion clinic today come on somebody might accidentally go in there and make a decision to make their life better i don't want that good grief this motherfucker had to find out when the uh, when the concert was happening like you got a google alert for all the what you think the gay concerts are Ooh, Nicki minaj coming to town time to go out there give it to these gays uh police in the uk have arrested a suspect they claim harassed people leaving the brighton pride uh over the weekend including mark making threats to stab ungodly homosexuals the godly ones your guys are fine more than three hundred thousand people attended brighton's annual lgbtq celebration yesterday with at least fifty-seven thousand sticking around for britney spears closing night concert but crowds in the underground making their way home were greeted with a terrifying display of homophobia oh great it's a brother guardian reports benjamin Aww. butterworth told pink news oh i'd have got that wrong out of butterworth i'd have been like white right no that's the reporter's name oh me. okay uh told pink news then he started shouting homophobic abuse yelled that gay people are pedophiles ungodly freaks failures to their parents then he said he was going to pull a blade out and stab every gay person on the train <sighs> great butterworth who filmed the incident said the train went silent uh when the man got on and started shouting gay people deserve to be killed and that he would stab us he was constantly stabbing uh shouting batty man batty man and puff in the faces of people the whole thing was unprovoked so that's I like do. jamaican oh, about hey, you so this shit scares the fuck out of me because like it reminds me of the, the people getting stabbed on like like black women that got uh stabbed just just recently and mm-hmm. um and, and was it oakland bay area transport bart um and then um the stabbing at portland mm-hmm. where it was white dudes that got killed but it started because he targeted a black woman and here's somebody doing this shit to gay people you know and he might have had a knife they don't know right he got his hand behind his back i mean he might just start stabbing people what the fuck y'all gonna do um eventually people start shouting back at the man the clip passages can be heard telling the man you're an embarrassment police were notified and the suspect was arrested at clapham junction station police are still looking for three men who assaulted two gay men in brighton in june while making anti-gay comments one victim sustained a fractured jaw and a laceration to his face which requires stitches Ew. uh yeah so can't go to a concert while gay apparently 
apparently not and if gay people can't go see britney Spears, then she going out of business so come on because she britney bitch right what y'all doing um uh gay student was given fifty thousand dollars on gofundme to study at uh, georgetown university after parents threw him out wow horrible story that you get thrown out of your parents house glad to see people are you know uh helping mm-hmm uh a student who was forced to leave his home after his parents found out he was gay is going to college after a crowdfunding campaign raised twenty thousand dollars for to pay for his fees um seth owen 18 had a 4.16 gpa and acceptance letter from georgetown university but his financial aid package was dependent on the support of his family who had cast him out over his sexuality man it's like that first episode of pose he told nbc that he that when he received the letter he was devastated i started to cry because i realized there was no way i could go to college georgetown was my only option because i had already denied my other acceptances he was left with a twenty thousand dollar deficit which he knew he couldn't pay off but a gofundme page set up by owens biology teacher jane martin shout out to her was has now raised more than fifty thousand to go towards his first year fees owens money problem started when he was thrown out of his family home by southern baptist parents at the discovery he was gay when they found a photograph on his phone he was sent to a christian counselor who moved a move which owen believes is intended to turn him straight you know that we still doing that in 2018 yes we are uh, when the council with the counselor owen said he felt it was definitely gay conversion therapy and he was forced to perform stereotypical masculine tasks after returning from therapy unchanged and finding himself more and more at odds with his parents beliefs owen decided to move out in the middle of his senior year they talked very negatively about the lgbtq plus community they said that gay people would not serve in the church then they were talking about transgender people as though they weren't human and that really bothered me right and these are your parents the people that are supposed to love you unconditionally but i guess that part of the bible is not it must be in the back right and that goes back to why i say as you get older your definition of family changes the worst part was i was packing my bags i was walking out the door i was hoping that my mom was standing the way i was hoping that she would say i love my child and i love my religion just a few weeks after moving out of the from the house and while sleeping on a friend's sofa he received his aid package and realized his college dream was in jeopardy with the help of martin who was also gay owen shout out to shout out to jane martin dog like for real like for billy being like hold up we're gonna do something about this baby you know what i mean especially being a you like they always say um what is it uh it gets better that's mm-hmm. the phrase mm-hmm. that we tell gay children and lgbtq children so it's like don't hurt yourself don't kill yourself it gets better we know y'all suicide rate is higher but here's some actual proof you know um he uh owen has now managed to raise enough money to go to georgetown the pair the pair are hoping that if the university does end up readjusting owen's financial aid package the plan to use the donations to create a scholarship fund for other teens facing a situation similar to owen's come on scholarship fund the spokesperson from georgetown said the university admits and enrolls students without regard to their financial circumstances and is committed to meeting the demonstrated financial need of eligible students uh so yeah that's dope but sad that you know his parents would do yeah. something like that right. um see what else uh you got me in my feelings okay big frida said she had to reach out to drake for in my feelings video appearance after a nice for what snub oh now um uh you guys may know um uh big frida is the uh, Fr- i think it's frida yeah is the um like new orleans bounce 
um mm-hmm. like artists that is like iconic beyonce she's in formation you hear her voice she wasn't in the video for that i don't think i don't think she was and then um drake used her voice to start this i want to know who motherfucking representing it here tonight hold on hold on that's her Mm. so you know artists when they want to use that new Orleans bounce sound they will use her voice and whatnot and but sometimes in the videos and the imagery they're not using her for that you know and so um and i don't know what big fredia how she identifies i know i think she prefers she and her pronouns but i don't know if she's trans or not right um i guess gender queer might be the best way to describe her um anyway point being artists will use like that image but then when it comes time to do like some some paperwork you know and i and i mean more than just money because maybe she got paid for the sample i'm not saying she didn't right but when it comes to like yo come in my video and be in here with me as a sign of like not not just inclusion but like a sign of like uh uh what do you call it that we're colleagues in this industry together you know what i'm saying like just i would do this if i use cardi b's voice to open my song i'd be like oh oh, it's cool cardi got a little cameo before the song started you know um i I don't remember if it was drake on the stage but i know there's a video of lauren hill rapping over the nice for what beat and whatnot so you know those moments are cool if lauren hill was in the video we'd all be like oh what a cool moment you know they must have waited for days for her to show up but they got it done <laughs> that's what's important and so uh to see that you know big freedia had to basically beg for uh to be in drake's next video in my feelings um and drake didn't reach out to her she had to reach out to drake that just it just keeps it speaks a lot it speaks volumes mm-hmm. um she maintained that there was no bad blood between the two especially since he made good on the nice for what controversy frida said the canadian uh native canada native uh made up for leaving her out the video which featured her vocals when he asked her to pull up for a cameo in my feelings despite the fact that she had to initiate the offer she said it was still a step in the right direction yeah well shit is low it's like what the fuck i'm supposed to say fuck him like actually he could have said no because i probably she probably expected him to say no right i decided to hit him up myself why you ain't let me know you in new orleans he was like i just got here why don't you come through we're shooting a video tonight i want you to get a few cameos so i did that he said uh she said as she clarified the fact that there was no apology for the initial snub i guess he felt like you didn't make the nice for what but that's why i made sure i responded as soon as you hit me up so that you could be in my feelings in the in my feelings video she said it's definitely a step in the right direction i think that other artists out there should feel the same way no matter what your background is no matter if you're a gay artist uh that we could be able to be there just like anybody else yeah so uh, that i mean it's uh this feels like fucking with black people it's like it's better than nothing i mean i guess this doesn't seem that great but i guess it could be like what travis scott did he's facing backlash after removing a trans model off the co- upcoming album cover that he has oh off yep who uh, made that decision he has an album called Astro World coming out tlz caught up with the model amanda lapore and asked why she thought she was removed from the album she responded saying uh her looks upstage to other models but album artist la chapelle didn't have an answer 
uh far from lapita's sentiments his response was amanda just upstaged everyone and that she knows the tea la chapelle says uh he wants it to be known that lapore being dropped from the cover had nothing to do with hayden however scott and lapore didn't have much detail on the matter the incident now has fans believing the rapper is transphobic yeah i don't i don't know i mean it's i'm looking at the album cover with and without her and like the fucking album is full of just people upstaging like like all the women are here i'm putting it on screen Uh, like all the people on the um cover are like naked or in boxes or like you know what i mean like the the whole point seems to be they're all posing like different ways the whole point seems to be look at how over the top every woman in this picture is you see it mm-hmm. yeah like why and she's the one circled they took her out why specifically would you need to take her out compared to everybody else in this cover i don't it, get it it don't make no difference yeah a woman in a fucking box with it's, no clothes on a woman oh, laying down weird to me uh, all right all right i don't know what you're supposed to say we'll do with that i mean weird as far as like the picture itself like it all i'm not disagreeing with you i'm I'm saying i don't know what we're supposed to do with his reasoning of she had to come off because she was upstaging everybody i I don't know what that means me either um all right uh was there anything else before we uh move out you know what it doesn't get any better what about the oh wait here's one here's one that's kind of good it's kind of good um sarah cunningham a mother from oklahoma wrote on facebook last week if you need a mom to attend your same-sex marriage uh wedding because your biological mom won't won't call me i'm there when she first wrote the post she didn't imagine how far her offer would go but now she's gone viral as a stand-in mom cunningham Mm. tells cbs that she has been involved in the lgbtq community for years one of her sons parker is gay and when he was 21 years old he told her mom i met someone and i need you to be okay with it cunningham recalled she admits that at first it was hard for her to say to be quote unquote okay with it i'm a woman of faith we live in a conservative town cunningham said it sound it, it sounds bad to say it but i felt like i had to choose between my child and faith i was under this impression that it was the ultimate offense i didn't know where to look for resources at first i thought it was only i was the only mom in oklahoma with a gay kid um so she turned to a private facebook group for miles going through the same thing she said it completely changed her life the mother went from not knowing how to reconcile with her faith to writing a book to help others struggling to accept their lgbtq children how we sleep at night a mother's memoir in 2014 she and her husband attended a pride parade in their state we stood with our son at a pride parade in oklahoma city it was my first interaction with the the community that i was so alienated from by my own ignorance and my own fear and i realized that it was a beautiful community she went back to the parade in 2015 and this time made her own button to wear free mom hugs her pen read anyone who made eye contact with me i say can i offer you a free hug mom hug or high five and i went home with glitter all over me it wasn't all <laughs> it wasn't all glitter and hugs at the pride parade she said members of the lgbtq community told her about the rejection from their families that they suffered i heard horror stories that would haunt me now cunningham runs her own facebook group for mothers inspired by her pride parade pins the free mom hugs page other uh, offers other moms advice and hopes to educate parents on the lgbtq community she said over three thousand people have joined and helped spread her movement of attending pride festivals and offering mom hugs cunningham also became ordained 
so she can offer to officiate lgbtq weddings mm. many of the weddings i officiate i'll say how are you how are your parents and are they accepted and they say well i don't know if i'm invite i'll invite them or not and they don't acknowledge my relationship kind of said she said in instances like this it prompted her to write the now viral post about being a stand-in mom at weddings she has now officiated 12 same-sex weddings so far she said and since posting her official offer to attend weddings as a mom her inbox has been flooded there's so many i don't mean to sound boastful but i haven't seen haven't even been able to address my private messages yet there's 130 in my inbox for anyone that's serious about inviting her to their wedding cunningham said i'll be a biggest fan and even bring the bubbles cunningham said the members of her free mom hugs organization visit churches colleges hospitals we're helping in any area we can as for fathers cunningham said there are more they are more than welcome in the free mom hugs group uh when we have dads walk walk with us in the pride parades we have kids going over the barricades to get hugs from these dads we encourage mm-hmm. dads friends to advocate to walk with us yeah i'm sure men are even more scarce in that because you know straight especially cishet men are so definitely homophobic they're just like i mean people people always go like homophobia isn't fear but people fear what they don't understand and people hate what they fear so i think even if you're violent towards or threatening towards somebody for being gay or you're like oh don't touch me you still homophobic dog and you know so it's still that thing where it's like um that energy you know as much as people kind of down male energy there's some positive to that male energy too and having that in a a space where it's pretty much like um men have courting themselves off from it you know like that space i can see why people would be like i'm gonna hop over this barricade and hug this this straight man who's not sitting here judging me or Mm -hmm. talking down to me or scared of me or any of that shit you know like i can see that so but yeah, anyway, that's let's that's as good as it's gonna get. We need to get out of that. Because <laughs> the, the next story be bad. We yeah. we gonna leave. We gonna leave it right there. Yeah, yeah, that was close, close enough. Um, all right, let's see. Um, what do I do next? Um, uh, let's skip fucking with black people today and go to the guest race. Let's do it. All right. Um, uh, where's my guest race music? uh now that i pulled up nice for what <laughs> and scroll to t- um, there now that it's time for some guess the race that's right it's guess the race time now that it's time for some guess the race that's right it's guess the race time that's right it's time for guess the race the number one game show go to cost all the podcast and we read and play news articles from all over the globe and we ask our contestants today karen in the chat room to guess the race and everybody plays along and they're all races let's get into the game <clears throat> all right a boy died after mistaking his dad's meth for breakfast cereal oh oh what does meth even look like cereal i don't know how 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 young was the baby don't it look like crystals i don't know why i was playing that music um i didn't tell it to do that oh no it might look like some sugary cereal to the baby an eight-year-old boy in indiana who died after reportedly mistaking his dad's methamphetamine for breakfast cereal had more than eight 180 times a lethal amount of the drug good god did the baby pour milk on it too uh curtis coleman the third died june 21st 
after overdose oh wait can i just play the audio to this let me see hold on did not get help for his young son after the boy accidentally ingested crystal meth happened in jackson county near the kentucky border this is our summer vacation and this is the acura what MBS. is happening i don't the know it switched the commercial in the middle of the news article this is some new shit you know what that's slick Mm-hmm. I see you having a post. I about to say, if it's off of YouTube, YouTube would do that bullshit. No, this having a post. Oh, okay. They done stepped their game up. I see you with the mid roll. But back to the uh, back to the article, please. I mean, now I don't want to play. Of course, commercials load. The actual article never loads on time. Oh, God damn it! This is what's wrong with America. Okay, I'll just read it. I guess and, unless if in case it don't <laughs> never pop back up. <laughs> uh so yeah he had 180 times the legal i mean the lethal amount uh he died at the overdosing on meth at the home of his father curtis gilbert gilbert coleman the 44 uh 41 years old he adjusted several grams of meth that were on a plate thinking it was cereal he just left his meth sitting out around 10 a.m the elder coleman noticed his son seemed ill and called a friend who came over and looked at the child so you knew it was meth because you didn't even call the police right away right when the woman suggests he called 911 he allegedly ripped the phone out of her hand and said i'm not going back to prison yeah he knew that baby well now you're going back for murder he knew that baby oh because he didn't call okay yeah like now you just made it worse bro Mm -mm -mm. he then grabbed a handgun from another room and threatened to kill himself the woman and his son what you call me over here bro i don't want these problems okay coleman then took his son and now you're really going to jail what the fuck he took his son and his parents home but fled when they too wanted to call 911 of course what did he think was gonna happen uh you know what i think we can just give him some time now it'll be all right put some testing on it right and he could have called 911 probably got the kid's stomach pump and it's dead the boy's dead now uh, he fled when they called 911 wanted to call 911 although the suspect's parents called for help the boy later died police finally apprehended the elder Col- coleman on thursday evening and charged him with failure to register as a sex offender oh jesus what oh, what is me. happening with this story uh, who is this a mad lib of crime which stemmed from 2006 conviction on a class d felony of sexual misconduct with a minor coleman has since been charged with neglect of a dependent causing death pointing the firearm and theft on friday he requested a bond reduction so he could spend time at home with his parents while awaiting trial yeah that's just what they need but jackson county law enforcement officials plan to fight to keep him behind bars the judge Wait. was to decide by a close of business friday if the bond will be lowered no, no don't no i'm i'm i'm, I'm talking no Mm-mm. he faces 20 to 40 years in prison if convicted when he goes to trial december 4th according to the associated press uh guess the race of uh curtis coleman the third white all right karen's going with white let me check the chat room and see what they believe uh meth meth they're great white frosted Uh. frosted white flakes oh daddy i'm getting high on these fruit loops white honey smack smack white I'm cool, cool for cocaine puffs white, Aww. meth jacks white, Aww. snap crack and pop a Molly serial killer white, <laughs> white. This is just too white, white. And I'm the one who snaps crackles and pops white. The correct answer is white.
yeah like his yeah because like you said he at any time the like you said the baby's stomach could have been pumped yeah but you fucked around and you're gonna threaten the people that was like we trying to save your child's life like the fact your kid could even still be around you as a sexual predator right that you did not register as like what the fuck homeboy you were just a whole gaggle of problems um all right let's go to the next one let's see here um he drove right through the he rode right through the damn front door okay an angry verizon customer is accused of a crash <laughs> you know how it is we're mad about that, that bill uh <laughs> raleigh police say a 74 year old man drove a car into the front of a verizon store in raleigh on thursday evening after he appeared apparently became upset that his phone was not working and the store was closed oh shit he said you know what i'm gonna get a connection with this door yes okay i'll tell you what got all the signals he was like can you hear me now <laughs> my gas pedal got all of four bars okay bitch. right charles michael hager was charged with six counts of assault with a dangerous weapon and damage to property after the incident at 8:35 p.m thursday on north hills shopping center a man who called 911 said he was saw a driver behind the wheel of a volkswagen plow into the store he drove right through the damn front door the caller said there is no front door all the glass shattered it's amazing i've never seen anything like it i know that call they was like what no you don't understand he, like yeah yeah he went right through the front through the whole door the caller said the store had closed at 8 p.m the man was visibly upset when he couldn't enter he said my damn phone's not working i need help open this damn door the caller said uh six verizon employees were in the store at the time oh well no wonder they was probably just trying to ignore him and shit right they closing the store up right the store sir we're closed i see you right there fix my fucking phone no sir the hours are till 8 p.m right. once the door is closed we can't help you oh the door about to be open <laughs> all the doors and the windows will be open you gonna wish i got some help in 30 seconds i'm about to get all the four g's did he tell him like Arnold Schwarzenegger? I'll be back. Before yeah! he, drove, he drove into that shit. Uh, no one was injured. The 911 caller said the driver backed halfway out the store, got out the vehicle, and stood in the parking lot. Keep a safe distance from the dispatcher told the caller. Hager was transported to Wake County Jail where he's been held on $7,500 bond for misdemeanor charges according to court documents. Misdemeanor? I guess it's not enough damage for felony. I don't know. He was ordered to have no contact with the six employees who were inside the store. He could have killed them if any of them would have been at that door. And he is not allowed to return to the business. Guess the race of, uh, well, Charles Hager III. No, Charles Michael Hager. That's a white man. All right, let's check the chat room and see what they believe his race is. May I speak to a manager, white? I bet y'all heard that crash, white. How dare you not open when I pull up, White? Can you hear me now, White? Well, yeah, clap hands between them. White Knight Rider. Uh, the correct answer is he was white. <laughs> All right, let's go to the bonus round. I'm surprised it was like, you got to cancel your Verizon service. Mm-hmm. What you mean? you know because he can't go back to the store i was like, i'm surprised they were like sir you can't have no no verizon now you gotta pay the the biggest part is you gotta pay that fee 
come on sir early cancellation is an extra seventeen thousand dollars that's actually more than the door right so thank you double the points and the race double the points and the race that's right double the points double the race and a bonus round to guess the race so far karen is two for two but can she go three for three we'll see you get nervous in the bonus round mm, a little bit all right let's see um uh how about um uh how about this one nope wait i went to the wrong one um yeah yeah we'll stick with this one a man was found naked in mcdonald's women's restroom doing jumping jacks what was he on that same if that kid was on a nashville man was arrested after he was found naked in a mcdonald's restroom and then a day later sniffing paint fumes at a hardware store oh he was on that same drug brody tyler young brody brody is charged with possession of vapors trespassing and public indecency possession oh, of vapors oh so this is by this is not one of them 24-hour mcdonald's this is one of the mcdonald's that closed down opened up was like uh do, 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 do y'all hear that what what is that flapping um 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 yeah uh sir there's somebody in the bathroom doing jumping jacks one and two and three and i know four. they walked they walked in uh sizzling shh, shh. Mm-hmm. what 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 is that noise it was in that door them jumping jacks like pookie in new jack city and shit i know let's get them teddy swinging let's go one and two and three and four and you know it went quiet either it was breathing out hard Mm-hmm. Damn. Must must have been listening. Radio good. TV and even the press say what's the meaning of V-A-P-O-R-S. The meaning of this word without no doubt means nobody wanna be that one you're down and out. Now what you established and got a lot of money. Everybody wanna be your buddy and honey. Like tall builders, they call skyscrapers. And you feel it. Nothing can save you, but this is the season of catching the vapors. And since I got time, what I'm gonna do is tell you how they spread it throughout my crew. Well, you all know got the vapors. Uh, glue and shit, all the vapors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, reportedly been there all day. Uh, Mr. Young was erratic doing jumping jacks and hitting the wall. Young had been told to stay away from the business. Officers found Young again the following day behind the counter of a customer service desk at Lowe's store. Young had gone to the paint paint section and was spray painting into spraying paint into a Gatorade bottle and huffing the paint. Oh, yeah. They said the Gatorade bottle and him spelled the spray paint. Guess the race of Brody Tyler Young. Oh, Brody is is do bro do bro right. All right, let me check the chat room. We don't have much time. Dude, these edibles kicked in. White dude, these edibles kicked in, bro. White white man stressing Calvin out at work. Way out white, way white. Jumping Jack Flash is gas, gas, gas. Black. I mean, white can't pronounce uh, Siobhan, but will, cannot pronounce ghetto names. White oh. Brody done lost his trust fund now. White jumping jack flasher white just a good old boy never meaning no harm white the correct answer is white i'm going to the next section and bringing everybody over and uh i'll show you his picture when we get over there guys but you guys all got it correct he was a white man as as evidenced by his behavior oh hold on let me go to the next session okay i'll play the clapping sounds 
Brody was such a layup. Mm. Are there any black Brodies? I don't. I, I don't know. It might be. I've just never heard of one. Yeah, I feel like black Brody is pretty a rare. That's about as rare as a white Leroy, you know. Correct. Like a black Brody. Like I don't think. I mean, even on the internet, I don't think I know a black Brody. Mm-hmm. Same. I, I, you know how I can find all the black Brodies in the world? All I gotta do is go on the twitter and say nobody named no black people are named brody and every nigga oh. named brody will f- come in my mentions oh, and be like d- actually you. i know someone named brody and he's black rod your joke is i need to actually take it literally because that's what we do on twitter we take your jokes literally and then we we act as if you meant them so that we can act special <laughs> actually rod some black men are into um into being racist that that's one of the things we're into like it don't matter what you say <laughs> it can really be so nobody puts okra in their cotton candy uh actually my parents put okra in their cotton candy okay i'm on twitter to ruin your time uh anyway that's brody right there oh brody did that shit yeah whatever they say he did he did it yeah he did all of it guilty as fuck um all right uh let's get into the last thing so ratchetness <laughs> a man killed his partner with a vacuum and a sword to stop her nagging in quotes yeah we always leave it up to the surviving killer dude to be like hey tell us what happened here a melbourne man has admitted to killing his partner in an ice-fueled rage to stop her nagging him about his drug use when lena young became angry at her boyfriend for injecting ice uh fuk tian tang told her to shut up and when she didn't he picked up a metal vacuum pole the court heard tang whacked her several times about the face ahead till she stopped moving kept hitting her until she didn't hear he didn't hear her say anything anymore the 50 year old then drove a 73 centimeter sword into the victim's face before changing his clothes and fleeing the scene as a mother of two lay dead on a mattress at the st alvin house they've been squatting in tang tried to withdraw money from her account uh her body wasn't discovered until september 10 2017 three days after she died tang's defense claims the killer was angry and his drug use was to blame nigga that's a lot that's a lot to put on some drugs because a lot of people do drugs and they don't do this no they don't uh but justice leslie taylor rejected the submission he well understood the effects that ice had on him and he knew that he lost control yeah because he fleed too it's aggravating it's not merely explanatory and it's not mitigating yeah also he made sure she was dead so he would have the version of events he wanted to tell right the 44 year old victim's sons provided victim impact statements to the court describing how desperately they missed their mom at the time of the murder tang was on bail for threatening to kill miss hun's previous partner with a samurai sword so he threatened to kill her ex uh he ran from police when spotted in richmond two weeks later when arrested he told detectives he accidentally killed his wife mm-hmm. send him other to jail right he's also been diagnosed with hiv from his needle use and is profoundly remorseful he pled guilty to murder he now awaits his sentence forever <laughs> forever ever forever ever 
forever uh all right y'all we'll be back tomorrow thank you so much for listening we appreciate you guys out there in podcast land until then i love you i love you too Mwah. Mwah.